All right, guys, have at it. Bill, tell me about the three young guys. What do you like about them with your seen at this basis physically and mentally? Well, you know, I think we have, uh, we kind of have uh, uh, the, the, the guy that everyone talks about, the guy that is going to be as good as anybody, that nobody knows is any good yet, and, and then, and then the, the, the guy that, that uh, people probably say, well, he'll be a nice bling guy for you. And, and uh, they're probably all pretty accurate in how he's described. Josh is, he's everything is advertised in our eyes, and, and uh, you know, he's got a chance to be one of the elite players in the country as a freshman. Uh, very competitive, uh, tough-minded, still still, still trying to figure it out, obviously, with one just one weekend. But, but he has a chance to be one of the special freshmen the program's probably ever known. Uh, Udoka uh, is, is uh, uh, better than advertised. Uh, uh, but he's just so young. I mean, he's going to be terrific. He's just so young. And, and having a guy six years older than him and teaching every day is definitely going to help him and land him. Uh, and then Mitch is probably going to be as, as big a pleasant surprise as anybody because he's tough and he's athletic and he tries so hard. And, and I certainly see him having a chance to be in our rotation as a freshman. So, you know, that's, that's three, three pretty good freshmen, but, but certainly Josh, you know, will have the biggest impact. You know, I don't look at it that way at all. You know, I get such a kick out of kids when they come up with numbers and, and, and uh, that kind of stuff. But, but you know, uh, uh, Josh doesn't need anybody coaching him about a shot. Uh, he, he's been in a situation where every coach he's had probably in his life over the last three years have told him, hey, you need to do this, you need to do that with your shot. And all that does is hurt you. And so uh, uh, we told him one thing, basically, and, and uh, we're going to have one voice talking to him about it. And I like his shot. To me, it's, 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 it's a little bit uh, uh, different getting to the, the, you know, the setting it before he shoots it. But, but once he gets there, it's, it's as good as anybody else's. And so, uh, uh, I, I, I like his shot. It's soft, and, and certainly he has improved it. Uh, but but that's going to be the, the question on him by a lot of people: is can he be consistent? But I, I think it's I think he's mechanically sound enough that he can't be consistent. Josh just talked about this team going forty and zero. Have you talked to him about trying to manage those type of expectations? Who said that? Josh. <laughs> there you go again. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I, I, I think this is a, this is a great point. Uh, we don't talk like that. Okay. But, and, and, and also young kids have, haven't been through it enough. They don't know how hard it is to win games. They don't know how hard it is to win in Morgantown or, or Manhattan and, and the other places uh, uh, without question. Uh, but I will say this, I really think that this team's goal should be when they play that night, their goal is to win every game. Uh, I don't think that's an unrealistic goal to try to win every game. Now, the reality of it is being good every night when you have to be good every night at, at other places that are that are tough to play and have really good teams uh, you know that remains to be seen if we can do that but but I think it is I think it, it could be a goal uh, uh, that on the night that we play to be the better team that night but but I, I, I think making a bold prediction I don't I don't think he made that prediction I think that was that was a goal right yeah uh, there's nothing wrong with goals that that's good but but uh, I don't think that would be a realistic prediction.
So along those lines, how much do uh, you think about the mix of having a veteran presence but having your younger guys be maybe your most talented guys? And, and, and why, why is that something you've thought is special in the past? What, what, what works about that? Well, well, usually. Now, it doesn't always happen this way because you know, we went to the national championship game in 12 with a bunch of veterans. So it doesn't always happen this way. But usually if you look at uh, uh, perennial top five type teams, not necessarily national championship teams because Jay's team won it last year with some vets. Uh, uh, but usually your foundation is your older kids, but your most talented players are your younger ones. Uh, and, and that was even just the way it was when we won our national championship in a way. You know, you had you had five great seniors, and you had Mario and Brandon as as, uh, as juniors. But you could make a case Sharon and Shady may have been our two most talented guys in our program at that time. But everybody was so good on that team; they they kind of took traded terms, being who was the best that night. But I, I, I do think having having old guys that can teach young guys, having talented guys that the young guys all respect. But then having having kind of an uh, unknown X factor that may could rise to level and, and, and take your team maybe to a place that it wasn't capable of going the year before it are, are, are the best combination. And, and we certainly have that, I believe, uh, with with Josh and, and maybe by the end of the season with Udoka, and then certainly with Frank and, and Landon and Devontae and uh, and those guys. It's the uh, it's a it's a pretty experienced team. Is it too early still to tell how that all blends basketball-wise? Uh, I think they like each other. I think they share it pretty good. You know, uh, uh, losing Wayne. You know, Wayne. I, I said this yesterday. You know, we're going to lose. We're, we're going to miss Perry. There's no question about that. Perry was Mr. Consistency. But if you go back and look at, I mean, we watch highlights and all these things. Hey, there's a lot of games. We're down six with five minutes left, and Wayne makes plays. Uh, you look at the Kentucky game last year. And made some big plays in Oklahoma, Florida the year before. He puts us on his back and wins that game for us. I mean, there's been a lot of games where Wayne was by far the best player in the game, and and, uh, and we're going to miss that uh, uh, with, without question. So you know, we're going to miss two two uh, key starters and of course some depth behind that. But I, I do think the pieces have potential to fit. Last year the pieces fit as well as they could fit, uh, in my opinion. And we still came up short, but the pieces fit great. This year, uh, if the pieces fit as well, then I think you may have a little bit more talented group uh, that may give you a chance maybe to play better when it counts the most. Uh, uh, but, but certainly, uh, it remains to be seen if the, if the pieces can get there yet. Front court, a little bigger mystery than the back court in terms of. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, you know it, it, it may not be. Uh, uh, it may not be because you can play four guards. You know, with Josh and with Gerald and Svee, you're big enough to play them at the, you know, two of those three at the three and the four. So uh, uh, it's not as much of a mystery if you're just going to play one big. But it, but it, but if you're going to play two bigs, you know, Landon Carlton, Udoka, you know, those would be the three that you would think obviously would be your 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 your, your three guys in your rotation, and, and then kind of waiting to see on Mitch or Dwight who would kind of fill in as your fourth big, but. But uh, 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 I see us playing small quite a bit, so, and it's really not small. Josh is six eight, but but uh, and, and we're not going to play him as a forward. We're going to still play him as a guard. But just I think we'd be a hard team to guard if you can spread the floor with those four guards out there. Is that more common today's college game than it's ever been? Uh, I think I think the game's getting smaller. Yeah. You know, uh, 
you know, used to be fours want to be threes. Well, they still do, but coaches are making threes fours, which if you think about it, it's really smart because now if the other team plays big, if you if you got a, a three-man playing the four spot, that puts a big guy guarding him, and, and, and if he can shoot, it, it's a hard matchup. You know, those, they talk about it all the time, stretch fours or, you know, uh, are, uh, really make, make, them, make teams hard to guard. Uh, we've always been the conventional three-out, two-in team, uh, but I think this year we're going to get away from that a little bit. Is that somewhere you wanted to go, or, or is it just personnel dictate? Yeah, personnel dictate. I, I don't know that I would, I mean, I think it would be great to play two seven-footers and one of them be a guard. You know, uh, one of them can really shoot, so that's the way I really want to go. Uh, uh, but, you know, we don't, we don't quite have that luxury this year. Do you like that as a, as a challenge, coaching-wise, to be able to, like you said, you got a guy that's six foot eight, and Josh Jackson playing the guard versus a power forward position. Like, do you like that as a coaching challenge matchup when you yeah. look at the different teams and how you're going to go about facing them? I do. Uh, 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 the way I look at our guys, though, I don't look at one, twos, and threes. I look at guards, and I don't look at fours and fives. I look at bigs. Now, now, so if we play, if we play four guards, I look at four guards and one big. I won't look at moving Josh to a big spot. So, But 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 there are some things that you can do uh, to post him and things like that that I think would be advantageous uh, that we haven't done a ton of in, in, in the past because we've always had two big guys that played pretty close to the basket. So, so uh, I think I think that'll be challenging and, and that's something we have not figured out yet as a staff on how we want to do that. We're, we will do it, but we're still trying to tinker with what mode we want to play to make it where it's easy for our guys so we don't have to change how we play and don't have to make them think. So do you have an idea, let's say, if you had a game tomorrow, who your starting five would be? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, I, sure I have. You know, Frank's got a good chance to start. Devontae's probably a little bit ahead. Uh, uh, but but you would think Landon and Carlton and Josh to go along with them. But, but you know, it's it's still early. and. and uh, and LeGerald Vick is putting pressure on everybody because he's playing so well. Do you, I know there's turnover every offseason, but do you as a coach ever look at things in terms of national championship windows and do you kind of get that sense that this is maybe the final year of a, a great window they've had with the court? No, no, I, I used to think that way. I don't think that way here anymore because, uh, uh, you know, when, when we lost Marcus and Markeith and Brady and Tyrell and Selby and, and uh, we lost our window and we went to the finals the next year. So I, I don't think that, I don't think you think like that at, at certain places. And, and I think the goal is every year to be in the game to have a chance to do that. <clears throat> so uh, uh, last year I probably didn't know if our window was such where we could be in the game, and we were. Uh, this year um, I'll be disappointed if we're not in the game, but. No matter who we lose after this year, I'll be disappointed next year if we're not in the game, too. So I don't quite look at it that way. Throughout the basketball history, you see some big men stunt their own development by trying to prove their guards and yeah. they can do everything. Do you like that Udoka doesn't seem to be that type of a guy? Well, I can promise you Udoka will not try to be a guard. Uh, <laughs> uh, that, 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 that is a given. You bank it, write it down. Uh, uh, he, he is... Uh, his skill set uh, will get better as it gets older, but he knows exactly who he is. Uh, and, and, and even though he'll play away from the basket some, uh, that's not where he is. That, that's, that's not where he's going to uh, 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 make a living, so to speak. He, he, he's going to get close to the basket. So, 
you know, Land is the same way. Landon knows who he is. Udoka knows who he is. And it is nice to have a couple of bigs that, that don't feel like they have to they have to show everybody that what they can do away from the basket uh, uh, because in their mind they feel like that's maybe what the NBA people want to see. Uh, Udoka, the NBA people is going to see what he can do close to the basket. Udoka has a background in soccer like NBA. He said he keeps that might have helped him with his footwork. Do you see any kind of parallels with that? I, I, I see parallels of kids that play soccer having better footwork. Uh, I don't, comparing anybody to Joel, because uh, I don't think anybody here really knows how good he is. I mean, he, it's, he's, it's a, he's comical how good he is, or how good he was. Uh, and, and hopefully if he stays healthy this year, you'll see it uh, in the NBA. But, but uh, uh, there are some similarities, you know, you know if I'm not mistaken, uh, Udoka uh, is three years younger than Joe was when Joe was here. So, you know, when you're trying to project out where will Udoka be three years from now, uh, you know, that remains to be seen. Uh, he'll never be as skilled as, as, as Joe, and, and uh, I would have said at the time, but he may end up being bigger and stronger than Joe. But you look at Joe now, now he's 7'2", 250 pounds. So, so uh, uh, but, but uh, I do think Udoka has a chance to be a, a dominant collegian. Uh, but, you know, it's not going to happen immediately. I don't want to make you a knock on wood, Bill, but since Joe, how good has your team health been? It seems like it's been pretty good. Right? Yeah, you know, we, we, you know, even when, when, uh, you know, we've had some rough stretches where, where it's probably cost us. Uh, we had two years in a row where he lost Joe, who, in my opinion, was without question the best big man in the country. And then the next year, even though he tried to play, Perry was at 50%. And, we had to have Perry to score the ball, so we had two years where you know, we took a, you know, had, had maybe some uh, misfortune. But if you look it back over time, I mean, when Langford went down last game of regular season, that, that kind of destroyed that team. Uh, we, we've we, we've had uh, we've had some things uh, that have been unfortunate, but for the most part, I don't. I, I'm not gonna you know knock on wood. I think our health over time has been been pretty good, and and uh, certainly. Uh, 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 you brought up a good point. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think. You know, last year we had maybe a, a few starters miss games, maybe a few the year before, but for the most part we've been healthy. And you know, we won a few leagues in a row, and, and that plays a big role in it. You know, we're, you know, when Blake Griffin gets a concussion, out three games. You know, we haven't had to deal with that quite as much, with the exception of Joel. So uh, we've been pretty fortunate in that regard. It took a little while for. Lucas to settle in last year, you know, to that starting line and finish that out. And when you talk about this year's possible or likely starting line, how far ahead does that put you if that's how it does play out? Um, yeah, it may put you ahead early in the season, but I'm not sure that, that uh, knowing who you're going to start now helps you win games in February. Um, maybe it does. I don't, I don't know. Uh, um, I think uh, establishing roles early mm -hmm. is positive. Uh, but but you know sometimes sometimes you want there to be changes in your starting line. Sometimes you want to give the make the young kid earn it, and 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 then you know once he earns it and plays to his potential, you want him to to actually outplay somebody. Uh, uh, you know so so I think sometimes changes in your starting lineup is good for your team. And then you got to figure out who's better coming off the bench. You got to figure out you know whose ego allows you to do certain things. Uh, uh, but but uh, I'd say going in when you're having Indiana and, and Duke right off the bat, <clears throat> that if we 
you're able to stay healthy, you know, having those guys uh, pretty much know what their role will be going in, I think is probably a positive. Landon talks about a lot about the angles and the little things that he likes to do well. Is it, is it atypical to have a guy who takes so much pride in things like angles or sealing a guy off? No, uh, uh, I think Landon has figured out that's how he plays. So uh, I think it's good that he takes pride in it because he probably wouldn't play as much as he did. But to go a step further than that, Landon Lucas can impact more possessions positively that nobody will see other than coaches. Uh, or teammates, uh, because he's very, very bright. He's he, he's one of the smarter players we've had come through here, and he takes great pride in in, in, in little things. Uh, you know, whether it be a late clock play, he just knows go set a face ring for a shoot in the corner. I mean, it's just it, there's the certain things that, that, that he's able. Well, why would I post? I don't have time to swing and get it to me. So at late clock, I know I can go get somebody a shot off a of face. So he he does little things like that that. That you only get to, you only, you know, you try to teach that, but it's really something you learn over time, and he's kind of figured it out. Is that something you're hoping he passes on to Yudoka? Uh, you know what? I, I don't know if I, I really hope that. Uh, I, I think with Yudoka, it's a little bit different. I think yeah, there's the ball, go get it. Uh, 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 you know, here's the ball, score it. Uh, uh, because he's, you know, he, he's different. He, they're a totally different skill set than but what Landon's been so good with him is uh, is trying to teach him the very basic principles we have to give him a chance to be successful. And and, and if he can teach it to him, then he'll he'll be playing instead of thinking. Right now, he's thinking instead of playing. So so that Landon has will speed up that process for him. But they're totally different. Totally different. A couple of years ago, you were pretty critical of how much transferring is going on in college basketball, and I think. We're at something like 600 kids transferring this year. And, uh, I, I, are you sure on that number? It is. I thought it was 800. It might, it might be 1,000. <laughs> uh, because I, I, I thought it was 800. But, 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 but I mean, are we at a tipping point where something has to change that this is really starting to affect college basketball? Uh, well, it's affecting college basketball. There, there's a lot of things with transferring that's, that's, uh, that's positive, uh, you know, such as, uh, you know, if, if a youngster wants to play and, and, and it's not set up for him to play at that place. Sometimes a change of scenery is good. Sometimes uh, uh, you have a, a, a different academic program you want to pursue. Sometimes change of scenery is good. Uh, uh, um, you know, if, if, there's, if there's health issues with the family member closer to home, sometimes a change of scenery is good. There's a lot of things like that. But what has become so negative isn't coaches running off players. What's become negative is that whenever things don't go the way you have a script in your mind, the first thing you want to do is a lot of times is switch locations because that will solve the problem. Uh, same principle, you, you, you're you enrolled in a hard class, you take your first test and you, you do poorly on your first test, well the first thing you want to do is drop the class as opposed to meeting with the teacher, okay how do I make this up, what, and, and know you got to grind. And I think there's so much impatience out there because we're a immediate satisfaction society right now that, that uh, you know, sometimes uh, uh, players don't understand that the grind is actually what may make them as a player and what may make them as a person over time. So I, I, I do think it's a big time problem in college basketball. I think it's a problem in college athletics, but I also think it's a societal problem because <clears throat> how many kids now, if you don't play on your high school team, what's the first thing you do? You switch schools. You know, if you don't like the offense at court, your quarterback and your 
second string and, and the sophomore beats you out and you're a junior, what do you do? You go to another school. I'm not going to back up a sophomore for two years or uh, an underclassman for two years. So it's not just basketball. It's, it's, it's the way that kind of the things have come up. And so it is a problem, uh, and certainly in basketball with the fifth-year senior, uh, situation becoming el I mean the, the, the graduate transfer becoming eligible immediately we benefited from that with Tarek obviously but but uh, uh, you know 100% of all coaches would say that's a very very bad move because it, it, it puts you in a position where depending on your situation where you could actually look to recruit kids off somebody else's campus and and uh, it's that that per se is not legal but through third parties or whatnot, obviously there can be contact made and things like that. So there's some negative things going on. It's still a great game and everything, but that's something that we have to tighten up. Uh, uh, but, I, but I don't know if there's an answer for that because look at it. You go to Kansas as a, and you're a beta and you don't like it, what do you do? Switch schools. I mean, so, so I mean, it, it's not just an athletic situation. It, it's, it's, it's a you know, it's 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 a, it's a campus situation, and, and uh, but we'd like we'd like for it to be tightened up where there's less transfers, and, and hopefully that'll be the case. But I don't know if there's a, if there's an immediate answer for that. What do you think of today's poll, and if you want to reveal who you voted for, Victor? Uh, how could they not? Did somebody not get one first place vote? They didn't show it. They didn't show it. Perfect. So I don't have to say. <laughs> I gave four teams a quarter vote. So so I don't have to say. So uh, you know I don't know that it's a, a, a huge surprise that that uh, that they picked the guys uh, uh, first. But but you know uh, what what is what is said now and what actually happens are you know totally two different things. And one's important, and one's not. And this certainly isn't important. But uh, our league will be good again. It always is. And, and the appearance is that we lost so many upperclassmen, whether it be Perry or or, or George or Buddy or whoever. You know, you think the league's going to take a step backwards, but we've said that a lot, a lot of years about our league, and it hasn't happened yet, and it won't happen again this year. Could you make a general comment about your schedule? Too easy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. I don't know what uh, we were thinking about. I would really like our schedule. If if we didn't open up against Indiana in Honolulu, uh, seriously, I mean it's hard. You play, uh, 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 you know, national traditional powers. The league will be great. All these things, but but when there was it, when it's brought to me to have a chance to play in, in kind of the 75th anniversary of Pearl Harbor and what that could mean from an educational standpoint with our guys and everything, I, I think that was something that emotionally, yeah, we got to do. But but uh, uh, looking at it now, I, I just you know we're taking three planes over there. We've got to take three planes back to New York. Uh, uh, we can't even travel together. Uh, uh, and and to think about uh, uh, you know that stretch, we'll find out a lot about ourselves. But uh, I think I'm going to probably be more relaxed that stretch. To be real candid with you, because it is huge. Because we obviously want to go do as well as we possibly can. But but. It's not easy uh, uh, making that trip to play there, and it's certainly not easy coming back to play after that trip. And, and all we did was set ourselves up to have, you know, a, a, a tough opening start. But I think I think our guys will rally around that, and, and certainly uh, uh, if they are fatigued, they won't play fatigued. You talked about your lineup earlier and, and how it would be great to find roles early. 
Is the biggest question mark in that lineup as far as roles go, Carlton, or, or what do you think it is? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'd say Carlton and, and Josh and, and Udoka and uh, and LeGerald and Speed would probably be the guys that I would say would be the biggest uh, question marks because I feel like you know for sure what you'll get Landon, Frank, and Devontae. Uh, without question, the other guys, Speed's got to be better than he has been. LeGerald's got to be better than he was. Uh, Carlton's got to be better than he was. And they're all capable of doing that, but they haven't done it yet. So I, I'd say, and Josh and Doka are newcomers, so I, I wouldn't put it just on Carlton. Uh, but I, I would say that all those guys need to be a little bit better. Two days in, you said you stunk. Uh, how's it been since then? Uh, uh, we've gotten better. You know, I, I think everybody, you know, nobody looks good two practices in. But I think that I think that we got, you know, we're, we're pretty athletic. And we got our, we got our, our, uh, our most athletic team out there. We're, we're pretty athletic. And, we got good guards, and you know it's still going to be a struggle whether or not we can score consistently inside. That's that's not saying anything negative. You lose Perry, even though he wasn't a great inside scorer, he's a great scorer, and and, and replacing him with, with Carlton, who is the same type of score, outside in type score. So we've got to figure out a way to get the ball to the rim and score in tight. Uh, but I, I do think we have potential to be very good defensively. Uh, uh, you know, we we we, we have. Uh, depth in the perimeter positions, and I think we can play different. Uh, last year, I never felt like that we could probably play different because we certain guys were kind of locked in their position, and I think this year we'll probably be a little bit more versatile moving guys around. Bill, what do you think about, you're real close with Scott Ward, how does that affect the team, and are you proud of the way it's been? Yeah, yeah, well, I'm glad you brought that up, GB. Uh, 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 you know, as <clears throat> as a coach on our team, I think that uh, you know, I I, I I think of Andrew and I think of Bill Cowdill, and of course I think of Scooter as being an assistant coach, and the players all know that. And and when you look at you know, pe people don't. We were laughing about this earlier. You know, sometimes when teams aren't winning, they start talking about how good they're doing academically. That's not always a good sign, you know, with the fan base. But 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 when you, when you talk about us academically, it's not talked about. I think we only had one or two uh, uh, seniors not graduate since since Scoot's been working with our guys, and that's since I've been here. And uh, he's a remarkable human being. He's the best role model the guys can have. He's as tough a human being as I've ever been around. He's been through more than, than most all of us is, will ever go through, and, and, and to throw a, a torn aorta on top of everything else, uh, it's remarkable that he's doing well as he's doing. It's a miracle. It, it's uh, but it's also a sign of his, his toughness too. So uh, we went to see him on Saturday, and uh, as a group, and he can only see four guys, two at a time, and we sent the four oldest guys in there, and they were all very moved and saddened to see him in such a uh, a tough uh, position. But uh, you know, I was over there last night. And the guy's got a sense of humor. He's talking. He's moving. He's uh, uh, setting up. He watched the the, the volleyball girls. Uh, uh, played last night. He was excited about that. Short-term memory seems pretty good. Long-term memory seems excellent. Uh, uh, he's totally amazing, everybody over there. So, but we, we were, prayers have been answered. Uh, he's not out of the dark yet or out of the woods yet, but certainly uh, he's well on his way to recovery, which is great news for all of us. Thanks, 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 Thanks,